John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Gain Podcast. Yep, the High Gain Podcast, Ed. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about guitars today. That's pretty cool. Uh, where are we recording from? West Seattle, Washington. Beautiful, beautiful West Seattle, Washington. That's great. So beautiful. I got a little bit of a headache today, John. Oh, I'm sorry but to hear that. you know what? What? It's great news. This is, I think this is going to be our 10th episode, isn't it? I think this is episode 10, Ed. That's pretty good. That feels, you know, hitting double digits. That feels kind of milestone-y. That feels really good, 10 episodes you know, in. I feel like we've trained up a lot of people. They know what's going on with a lot of guitars. I think so. I think we're really uh, laying down the facts for some people. Knowledge hey, bombs. Would you like Ooh. one of these uh, Japanese seaweed, whatever? <laughs> oh, that, uh, I don't know. Our nephew, Peter Takamori, brought over Ooh, today. They're sticky. They don't look like they would no, be sticky. No, they're not really sticky. They've got well, some wasabi in them. If they weren't sticky before, they're sticky now. So, <laughs> I don't know. Huh. They got a little kick to them because of the wasabi, but yeah, kind of tasty. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what? What did you do? You brought these down here as a trap. Kind oh, of. Oh, God. They're super hot. They're kind of hot. They are oh, really hot. They're super hot, he says. He curses and, and puts, <laughs> takes another one. They're pretty good. Well, thanks, Peter. Peter's real good that way. Oh, oh, it's hitting my nose. <laughs> I stopped in at Husky Deli yeah. in beautiful West Seattle, Washington, yeah. and I bought a Synergy Organic Kombucha. I brought a gingerberry. God. Okay. Hey, guess what we're doing today, Ed? Uh, we're going to talk about a guitar. Yep. Do you know what this guitar is? I do know what that guitar is. <laughs> it's a it's a GNL. It's a Strat. Yep. It's a GNL Strat style guitar. It's a Legacy, is what it's called. 
Are the strats all called Legacy? No, they do multiple strat-style body shapes. Okay. This one happens to be called the Legacy. Because I had a GNL ASAT. Oof. ASAT, which was the Tele body. Oh, well, the ASAT. Uh-huh. You know what that stands for? Nope. Some people think it stands for after strat, after Tele. That's actually not true. Ass-sucking angel tits. Yes! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The Air Force has a missile that is an anti-satellite missile mm-hmm. uh, known as the ASAT. Okay. And uh, Leo Fender thought that sounded pretty cool. The imagery of oh. some kind of guitar shooting missile sa- satellites out of the sky was uh, huh. interesting to him. Huh. That's where the ASAT name comes from. <laughs> Great. Over the years, a few people have used these. Not mm-hmm. as many as your actual tellies, your actual strats. Right. But it's uh, it's got a real nice tone to it. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's got a tremolo arm on it. Sure. The bridge on it is different than the bridge on a Strat. That's for sure. A Strat is kind of uh, pinned down, as it were, in six places. And it makes the tremolo action a little more stiff. This gingerberry is pretty good. It's doing a lot to that thing you gave me. Yeah, thank you. The tremolo on here is fixed at two points. This is called a floating bridge, so uh-huh. you can push and pull on it. Ooh, cool. And because it's only floating on those two points, it mm-hmm. stays in tune better. More importantly, you know how bridges on guitars have the saddles right. where the strings attach? Yep. You can adjust those saddles up and down and back sure. and forth. Little screws in them and stuff. But they typically shimmy a little bit side to side. Mm, give it a little shimmy. That back and forth motion in between the saddles uh-huh. can sometimes contribute to tuning instability, especially when you're using... The whammy. Okay. That's a real floppy trem. It's a real floppy boy. It's a little floppy, but, but you know what this mm-hmm. has? Yeah. It has a set screw in it that you can adjust the tension. Oh, of the arm? I happen to like you mine like pretty yeah. floppy. A little dangler. I leave it pretty Loose. Yep. Anyway, that side-to-side action, mm-hmm. one of Leo's inventions early on was... Leo Fender. Leo Fender. Fender, California. Post-1965. Yep. So he put set screws in the side sure. so you can essentially lock those saddles, keep them from going side-to-side, and that added to tuning stability. Where are the set screws? On this guitar, it doesn't have them. <laughs> <laughs> but... Is that why I can't see them? Yeah. Yeah, they're invisible. But that was one of his many inventions. Okay, but that's in uh, not this guitar. Did that come like after that guitar? Is that why this guitar doesn't have them or what? It came before. The bridge was refined to the point where it's this floating tremolo. Mm -hmm. They call call it a dual fulcrum. They do. Who's they? GNL. Okay. Yep. Okay. And Leo. Leo. So, you want to know how we got here? Yeah. I think you know where this story starts, Ed. It starts 1965. Yes. Leo Fender gets a sinus infection. Pretty bad sinus infection. Pretty bad sinus infection. Thinks he's going to die. Yes. Wraps up his affairs. Yep. Sells his guitar company. He does. Fender Guitar. And climbs into a casket and says, that's it. That's it. Adios, motherfuckers. I'm gone. Dirt nap. Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Then he rises again. He kind of does some uh, informal consulting for CBS vendor. Okay. For a little while. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't really. Post sinus infection. Post sinus infection. Gotcha. Some of the ex-Fender boys Mm -hmm. are thinking to themselves, fuck CBS. Yeah. They're not into that mass market bullshit. They're not into the like, crank them out, shit them out, boys. So they're looking for other stuff to do Mm -hmm. and... I did not know this, but apparently Fender, Leo, kind of a generous guy. So a lot of these old employees were asking for loans, asking for favors, asking for job kind of leads. And that day may never come. So a couple of these guys. I'll call upon you to do a service for me. Yeah, asking for money. Primarily Forrest White. What's his deal? Old Fender guy. He started at Fender in 54, eventually becoming the VP. Of the whole deal. Yeah. I think he might have gotten kind of unhappy. So Forrest White mm-hmm. and company, they hit up Leo for a loan. Okay. Hey, Leo, fuck CBS. Yeah, give us uh, some money. We would like to start another company. Doing mm-hmm. what? Uh, you know, amps, guitars, something in the yeah. music industry, because, you know, we right. know how to do that. Leo says, all right, you know, I'll help you finance. I'll give you some dough. Mm-hmm. So he gives him some dough. 1972. He gives my guy Forrest. Yeah. What's Forrest up to uh, these days? Forrest is uh, no longer with us. Oh, no. So he gives him a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. 1972, let's start a company. We need a snappy name. I know. What? Music Man? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> God damn it. How about Trisonics? Oh, that is a snappy name. Yeah. Hella snappy. Yeah, you know how successful that was? uh, Well, I mean, there's the Trisonics guitars. There's Trisonics cars. Yeah. They didn't like that name very much. So 1973. Yeah, let's change it. Okay. What do you think they changed it to? Uh, Music Man? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Really? Musitech. They're refining. (laughs) They're getting there. Yeah. They're on their way. They start finding out pretty early on that people don't particularly enjoy pronouncing that word. Music tech? Music tech. Music tech. Music tech. Music tech. Okay. Yeah. That, it sounds a little like Musinex? Yeah. So one of them, who knows mm. who, or somebody, or maybe okay. this is just apocryphal, is like, who knows? Well, you hate it so much, Leo. What, you know, you're the music man. What do you want to call it? Oh. Music man. That's great. What yep. a story. For the generations, that story. And he keeps putting money into it. He keeps financing it. Our guy, Leo. Leo. Keeps dumping cash into... To the point where he's dumped so much cash in Music Man, he's thinking, maybe I should be the president. <laughs> sure. So that's what happens in 75. Okay. They were already kicking stuff out in 72, 73? Yeah, yeah. The first guitars they made were the Sabre. Yeah, you, you totally. Sabre? I do, I do. Those are cool. And the Stingray. Also very cool. And the sing- Stingray stuff was so popular that yeah. when Music Man went under, they like, sold the trademark to Ernie Ball. Ernie Ball, I think, still makes Music Man guitars. Or Have you seen the St. Vincent Music Man? I have. That thing's cool. And I guess St. Vincent yeah. is going back to just being Annie Clark. Oh. Her real name. Guitar's real great. You know what I like about it? It doesn't look like a goddamn Strat. It doesn't look like a Telly. It doesn't look it, like a Les Paul. I think know? it looks like the guitars at the Way Outs were playing in uh, the Flintstones. Way out, way out. That's where the fun is. Way out, way out. So the Way Outs the way is out. a band. Yeah. What else yep. was going on in 75? Uh, 1975? Nixon's long gone. So yep. we got Johnson, right? No, no. we got Carter. No. We got... Ford. 
just 75 into 76 and then carter comes in in 76 yeah i think that's right and then we get the monster in 80 there must have been something brewing there because between <laughs> in 75 uh, it's not going well at music man it's not just about sales or whatever it is but apparently nobody's getting along oh there's all kinds of infighting hmm. people arguing really why don't we do something that's more like the strat and the telly because it's the mid-70s and everybody wants strats and tellies and we see what's happening to the dudes that are trying some new shit yep it's not working out so well for them yeah leo says nope 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 i want to keep tinkering and innovating and doing the things that i think are important and they're not getting anywhere and it's just standstill huh so it's horrible you think this is my guy forrest this is leo no. well leo's part of the problem he's kind of part of the problem Come on, Leo. What and are you so, doing? There's backbiting. There's all kinds of stuff. Leo, with with Forrest? Forrest White. Going at Leo. Couple of titans. So Leo just thinks he wants to tinker in his shop mm -hmm. and come up with stuff, and it'll be awesome because he's Leo Fender. Right. Takes him a while to get that fed up. 1980. Didn't Bon Scott. Oh, no. Bon Scott. Did he, Bon yeah. Scott leave us in 80? He did. He did. You know what his birth certificate says? What? Death by misadventure. On his birth certificate. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might be his death certificate, actually. His, his death certificate also notes him as being uh, uh, eight pounds, four ounces. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 1980. Misadventures. Yep. Leo founds GNL Guitars. Great. Great. With our man George Fullerton. Mm-hmm. Old Fender guy. And Dale Hyatt. I don't know him. Uh, old Fender guy from back in the day as well. Dale Hyatt was a fucking tail gunner in World War II. That's cool. What's he up to? He's not doing a whole lot. <laughs> Dale. George Fullerton's not doing much either. Ugh. Tail gunner? That seems cool. Over Europe. Was shot down over France once. Oh, no shit. Survived. Went back up. Kept doing it. He probably know. didn't even have a shoot. He probably just, fuck this, jump out. Give me another plane. Let me go back up. Yeah. Kill some Nazis. Yeah. So he founds GNL Guitars with those two dudes, those two venerable guys. How come it's GNL and it's not GLD? Yeah. Fuck you, Dale. Get me some coffee. Dale. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Huh. Uh, Saves the goddamn country. Comes back. What does he get? Doesn't even get a D in the GNL. It's all about them. It's all about George and Leo. Great. Already? Uh-huh. 1980. They're building up kind of ahead of steam. The guitars aren't doing as well as the tellies and the strats. They're heading into difficult times. At GNL already. Yeah, GNL already. What do people right. want? I want a Floyd Rose. Yeah, yeah. I want of a course. <laughs> Metal. Uh, yeah. Shreddy boys. The, the metal shreddy boys. Yeah. But eventually people start catching on. Uh, until yep. 1990, mm -hmm. thankfully, the, the grunge mm -hmm. cats show up. Okay. Some of the grunge cats like GNL guitars. Did G the dude in uh, Alice in Chains play a GNL? Yes, Jerry Cantrell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, they ended up making that's... a Jerry Cantrell model that I believe you can still buy to this day. That's Don't crazy. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. GNL dudes. Great. Yep. This album was really good. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, so this, we think this is a GNL. We know it is. Really? Really? Is this a. Uh, it a is well enough documented on the web that I feel 
very comfortable with it. Not only that, but mm -hmm. uh, that was Man in the Box, Alice yeah. in Chains. If you watch the video, mm -hmm. I think he's even in that video with that guitar. It's an F100. Right. Those were cool. They got a couple of weird knobs and switches on them, I think. They the do, phase switches. Yeah, yeah. All the weird switches you're talking about. Yeah. Leo had a habit of doing that. There are lots of stories where Leo, at this point, is maybe starting to lose his hearing a little bit. Can't kind of hear the full sonic range. So he plays a guitar. And he thinks, I, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not bright enough. <laughs> It needs to be brighter, so he puts a little switch on it. What's that? It's a treble boost. Yeah. So wait, so if I have the guitar in the treble position and then I flick that treble boost, it's yeah. going to like shatter people's teeth. Yeah. And so George and Dale would chill it out some. And Leo, yeah. he'd basically wait till those two like went to get a beverage or something, and then he'd change it on the production line. Dale and George would be like, wait, I thought we decided we weren't going to do that. And Leo would say something like, oh, did we? Yeah. yeah. I guess I changed my I, mind. Leo Fender can do whatever the fuck Leo Fender wants. Yes. George. Yeah. And the factory, uh, speaking of which, yeah. the factory he built for, for GNL. Yeah. That factory I, still stands. Yeah. GNL still makes guitars there. Yep. And that is on Fender Avenue. Am I crazy? Fender guitars are made in Fender, California. This we know. This is well documented. Yeah. But GNLs, aren't they made in Fullerton, California? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, which ah. is crazy because George Fullerton. I don't know if there's a relation. Well, don't yeah. they name all the cities where the guitars are made after the dude that makes the guitar? Yeah, you would think that these guitars are made in GNL, California. <laughs> Maybe they are. That makes some sense, I suppose. GNL, California? Yeah. So Leo's trying all this stuff. Yeah. I can't hear the treble. That is crazy. I don't have my hearing aid on. What the hell do you want? That is really funny. <laughs> Make him super bright. But he's trying huh. so much stuff. He's messing around with hundreds of different pickup windings, yep. magnets, yep. configurations, capacitors, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Something's bound to hit, and a couple things happen. Okay. Uh, he gets a couple of great patents out of this because he does invent some cool stuff. Uh -huh. And also all the other stuff he tried yeah. is lost. He didn't really like writing things down. Oh, sure. So he tried all this cool stuff, didn't uh, remember or write down any of it. Hmm. You want to hear about <laughs> some of the cool stuff that did make it to the patent office, though? Yes. Magnetic field pickup design. Yeah. Normally like, you take a magnet, right? Yeah. And you wrap a bunch of wire around the magnet. Mm-hmm. And maybe the magnet has holes in it that you, you drop the pole pieces into. Yeah. Try it this way instead. Okay. So you've got a magnet that looks like a plate. Yeah. And you've got a coil of wire sitting on top of the plate. Okay. And then the pole pieces just kind of sit on the magnet. Huh. Okay. One of the things, ironically, yeah, is that uh, those pickups were a little brighter sounding. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It's a ceramic magnet and it's just, uh, yeah. A little brighter. Okay. Uh, a little brighter. The Z coil pickup. Take the three bass strings on a guitar. Yeah. Yep. 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 I get it. Yep. Cut the pickup in half and stagger it on the, on right. the high strings. Right. And so then you can have all kinds of switches. You can mm -hmm. have the switch that chooses which pickup you want to play. Yeah. That's but goofy. Then another switch to choose which side of the pickup you want. Yeah. How'd that catch on, Leo? I think they still do those. Got a lot of you got a lot of examples of boys playing those pickups. A lot of examples. No, I don't think so. But another thing, I'm going to take this guitar. Yeah, take and I'm it. I'm going to hold it up. I'm okay. going to ask you to look at the back of the neck. Yeah, yep. 
Now, what do you see or not see compared to some old fenders? The line going down the middle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also known as the skunk stripe. Oh, is that what we call that? Okay. One of the ways Fender would make their guitars Mm -hmm. back in the day is they'd take a piece of maple or whatever the neck was made out of. Sure. And they'd carve them out a neck and do do their thing. And then they would route a channel right down the back of that neck to put the truss rod in. Oh, okay. And yeah. then they'd fill it in with some mm. walnut or mahogany or right. something. Right, 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 uh, right, right. Cover it back up, and that's yep. the skunk stripe. Yep. yep. Leo at GNL realized, hey, I can make a neck and just cut it right down the middle all the way through, clean through. Oh, really? And I can route the channel for the truss rod inside, in the center. Yeah. And then put the two halves back together. And glue them together? Yep. Wow. Long ways, you mean? Yep. That seems like that would not be the most stable way to do that. He claimed, in fact, it was more stable. I think these dudes... Yeah, right. This one's way better, guys, because I'm cutting it down the fucking middle. That was a weird thing. A lot of the things that people thought the tellies and the strats were good for, and the reasons they sounded great, Leo would say, oh, those are flaws. I don't know how much I'm into that, especially considering most of the GNL designs are strats and tellies. Whoever was in the camp of let's do weird stuff, let's try new things, I'm in that camp. Yeah. Uh, Also, this guitar doesn't have it because they stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had a precision tilt neck plate, a triangular neck plate instead Mm -hmm. of this rectangular four-screw deal. Okay. Put an Allen wrench in there and fine-tune the angle of the neck. Oh, that's kind of cool. Without needing to take it off. The weird thing about that is they touted that as being a uniquely Leo Fender thing for GNL, but if you grab that Tele Deluxe... I don't want to. Okay. Well, if you look on the back of that, it has the exact same thing. Oh, really? (laughs) Three three screw neck plate with a micro tilt adjustment in there. I don't know that I'm into this revisionist history of guitar design that Leo seems to be up to. I think he was doing a fair amount of it. I'm I'm in camp Leo, but don't get carried away with how much better your G&Ls are. Among the various kind of endorsers sure was a guy named john jorgensen john jorgensen is in a band called the helicasters okay he loves the gnls he played a silver sparkly one the hellcasters that sounds very rockabilly yeah maybe it was this is not what i would think they would sound like is it gonna just change and blow my ears out yeah maybe a little bit uh it's gonna be jorgensen and you're gonna hear that that nice asat oh Huh. This isn't what I would think they would be like either. Jorgensen, turns out, can really play. Huh. Uh, that guy is frightening. (laughs) Is this like 83? What year is this? This is (laughs) fucking terrible. What is going on? That was 93. Was it really? How did that catch on with the uh, the grunge cats? That music, like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, uh, but that's ninety three. That's weird, and that's, that's only great. a year after the legacy is introduced. Okay, uh, which is you know this bad boy here. Yeah, want me to put on some? Of course. Yep. And that is our man Leo. Yeah, uh, Leonidas. Is, is that his name? Clarence. Leonidas Fender. That's great. Is that something? He didn't live to see the legacy come yeah. out in 1992 because in oh. 91 we lost our man Leo. 
Uh, yep. But you want to know about this legacy? Yeah, I, I, a little bit. Yeah, I do. Some, something different here. It looks like a Strat. You've mentioned that. You've got a pickup selector switch. Yep. A five-way selector switch. Yep, yep. Neck pickup. Bridge pickup. Yep. Bridge middle. Yep. And then you know, everything yep. in between. Yep. But here's where it gets weird. Okay. But you've got a volume control that, yep. you know. And then the yep. next one is a tone control, but yep. it's not really a tone control. No. It is a tone roll-off. So. And here, like, right at that first position. It's a little weird. The second one. Yep. It's also tone. Yep. But it's more like a know, bass boosty kind of. Yep. Yep. Okay. That one's not quite as subtle as the first one, but sure. Normally you get to, you choose a pickup combination you want. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason you want. Like right. Real mellow or real. Yep. yep. Maybe I yep. like just that bridge pickup. Sure. But I don't want it to be. Oh, yeah. I That's... don't like the fact that it's super. Ugh. So between this... So you're telling me with this guitar, Leo is no longer around adding adding treble boost? And that thing still... Because that thing screams. Yeah. Like the treble out of that thing is crazy. Yeah. So now I'm going to take that first tone down. Yeah, that's a lot. But now it's kind of like yeah. a, okay. a telephone or okay. something. Yeah, so yeah. what am I going to do? Use that second one to see if I can... Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, sure. Sure. So that's a thing you do. Couple of couple of tone tone boys. Yeah, tone boy. Okay. Okay, great. Yep. Yeah, it's kinda nice. And you notice the neck on this, it's kind of like a warm color. Yep. That is gun oil. Oh. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It gun is the oil. oil that you use when you clean your gun. Mm-hmm. Rub gun oil on the neck before they finish it, and it gives it that kind of lustrous. So lustrous. Very lustrous. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about the headstock. I'm super not into that little uh, nodule there. Yeah, the, the nodule. They yeah. call it They call it the hook. But yeah, it's a, it's a nodule. It's a growth. Like It's just a strat headstock with a little hook on it. I've had I've had Music Man amps and I've had GNL guitars and I think Leo Leo might have peaked right about 1965 pre sinus infection he might have peaked. Do you really and, think that? Yeah, I do. Uh, modern Fender and a modern GNL side by side 2018. I bet the GNL blows the Fender away. That's just a gut feeling. Mm, I bet that could very well be. Maybe if you go with one of those masterwork custom Fender boys that you pay four grand for, custom shop, that might be pretty nice. But I bet you walk in and just any GNL off the shelf is probably got a quality control level that's a little higher than a standard USA Tele. Would be my guess. I've nothing to back that up other sure. than gut. I think they're so. still largely made by hand. Yeah. The most collectible GNL was one that they only made like 800, 900 copies of. It called the, okay. They called it the Broadcaster. Kind of the telly shape, but it had some great pickups in it. And it was the best-selling guitar they ever made. It was called the Broadcaster, but yeah. they couldn't make too many of them because Gretsch... Oh, weird. They copied another guitar? No. Oh. Gretsch had a, a patent, trademark, whatever it is, on Broadcaster drums from like the... 30s or whenever it was. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> they own the trademark for broadcasters. And, sure. And broadcasters, so they sure. couldn't do it. But subsequently, it became super collectible. And if you were going to look for a GNL broadcaster, that's maybe the one you want to collect. Yeah. That's where the revenge comes in. This is a revenge story. Yeah. Guess who designed the broadcaster? Dale! Dale! <laughs> My guy! <laughs> Oh, shit. Wait, he designs the guitar. He designed and marketed it. (laughs) Wait, this is a revenge story in which Dale markets a guitar that they got sued for. Maybe George and Leo were on to something. Maybe Dale was a fuck up. (laughs) Go take a flying leap off a burning plane. What what the hell, Dale? Come on. Just look some shit up before you... Stick a name on the goddamn guitar, Dale. Dale. What the fuck? Huh. But that broadcaster, yeah. ASAT, Blues Boy, kind of like all those telly shapes. Oh, was it was it another telly copy? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At that point, 1990s, 2000s, I think yep. they were more popular than the strat shapes. The telly of, shapes. Yeah, the telly shapes. Oh. People kind of like them. They're highly regarded. Is this, is it, uh, Death Cab? It is Death Cab. Yeah. For Cutie. Huh. Our man. Ben? Ben, ben Gibbard. Gibbard? Yeah. Benny? Benny they G? Love the love the GNLs. 18 years later, I don't know what he's playing. Probably lots of stuff. And that was from We Have the Facts and We're Voting, Voting Yes. Yeah. 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 Two, 2000. He was into it. Okay, well, I think there's something cool to playing the guitar that is not the guitar that everyone is playing. I wonder if it's a continuation of a theme that we talk about quite a bit. Oh, we have themes? Ten episodes in, we're getting some themes. We have themes. Okay, what... I, I have not been keeping track. I think this might be the theme that's okay. about, hey, oh, yeah. I'm a kid, I'm starting a band, but I can't afford... Oh, that theme. I can't, yeah. yeah, the I can't afford the fancy guitar theme. Right, right. Uh, this GNL looks nice and yeah. is a fraction of the cost of the fancy guitars. Yeah. I will play that. Yep. And I'm happy to report. Yeah. It continues to this day. Right. You know the Screaming Females? No, I do not. The singer in that band and guitar player is a woman named Marissa Paternoster. Classic. Yeah. Okay. I include them because she's a, she's a Jersey girl. Oh. I love it. Wait till I love the it already. Comes in. I think you'll like it. Well, there's some there's some guitar going on. Here it yeah. comes. It's coming. Yes. Screaming females. I'm yeah, I'm sold. I love it. Isn't that great? Whoa. Wait, no, 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 don't stop this. Normally I tell you to stop stuff. Yeah. Don't stop this. Are some vocals coming? Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. I love it. That's good, huh? I love it. That's 2015. Okay. Yeah, that name of that song? Yeah. Ripe. Sure. Uh, I thought that was super cool. 2015. Okay, yeah. Maybe these days people see the Fender, the actual Fenders is kind of too staid, too corporate, too whatever. I don't know. We need uh, a millennial in here. Yeah. <laughs> we had Frank. We did have Frank. Frank Frank's classic millennial. Yeah. Right? Millennial right? classic. 
Yeah, yeah. He's a late stage millennial, I think. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Frank. It's, it's fatal. Yep. Yep. Late stage. But yeah. You know? Oh. Those wasabi bangers. Those things are hard. They go real hard. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with those things. Those things are a little heavy. Okay, so we had we had some Helicaster. We had some Allison Chains, some mm-hmm. Jerry Cantrell. Mm-hmm. We had some Screaming Females. Mm-hmm. I love it. I like your guitar. Mm-hmm. I like the black hardware black pickguard a lot. We will That's post a, pictures of this on the website yeah, and in the show notes. You told me this thing's like a custom or something? It is. GNL continues in that same factory we talked about that. Uh-huh. But, uh, they continue to basically offer any options you want. Okay. It's not a big deal to say, hey, can you make me a guitar that has this, 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 and the other thing? Mm-hmm. And to them, it's not some crazy expensive Fender custom shop thing. Right. It's like, well, why wouldn't we do that for you? Sure. So when I ordered this, I said, I want the gun oil on the neck. I want black pickups, knobs, and pickguard. I want two-tone sunburst instead of three-tone sunburst. Yeah. yeah. We can, we can do that to that degree. Think of GNL as a hundred percent custom shop. That's pretty nice. They'll make whatever you want. That is great. You ever go on the Fender page and look at their custom order? They've got their custom page where you can order the build detail from their master workshop versus the kind of front end custom thing. Right. They are crazy expensive. Millennials are grabbing them up. They're cheap. I walk in today and John is standing there so proud of himself. Just looking at me, comes strolling out of the shitter. (laughs) He's got on his fucking tidy whities and a goddamn ABBA t-shirt. And I could not have been madder. I could not have been more upset. Just rubbing my face in it. Well, I've got something planned for you for future episodes. Yeah. You did not bring them up in this episode one time but i've been sitting here and we we sit across from each other and just like stare at each other You've been waiting for it that goddamn shirt is just taunting me this whole episode <laughs> pissing me off you can borrow it if you I if do you not want. want to borrow that shirt i did in all honesty scour the web yeah uh i could find no record of our man bjorn playing a gnl this could potentially be the first episode where he did not play some variant. Yeah, by all of, accounts, he was uh, pretty open-minded about guitars, willing to try lots of things. But that's cool. Uh, maybe, maybe their shit was over by you know. I don't know, but that goddamn shirt. You love it. I'm gonna get you one. Okay. There is one wrinkle in this story, Ed. The GNL story. The GNL story. Oh, okay. They ended up doing what a lot of manufacturers do. Mm. This is maybe another theme. I don't know. Maximize profit I, uh, by... Uh, <laughs> Ed is snoring. I'm super not into where Ed this is going. Ed is so going. upset he just spontaneously uh, fell asleep. I am <laughs> not into where this is going right now because I know. Yeah, the tribute line. You know, one thing that they didn't do that a lot of these other companies did do. What's that? They never made a guitar, discontinued it, and then reintroduced it down the line when people thought it was cool. You know why they didn't do that? Why? I think because they never made a guitar that people thought was cool enough to be discontinued and then reissued. I think that first guitar they made, mm-hmm. the F100. Yeah. The Jerry Cantrell. Oh, maybe so. I think 
the fact that you can buy a Jerry Cantrell F100 yeah. today, it kind of plays into that reissue story. Maybe so. F100s, they've got the natural bodies. Yes. Those are cool. And they've got the kind of stainless metal hardware. The control plate is metal. And the cool little dials and switches and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. the F100's kind of cool. I, I don't would... know if it's as collectible as our man Dale's guitar. We're going to have to find out if Dale fucked up or if, <laughs> if Dale deliberately was undermining uh, Leo Oh my and God, you think he torpedoed him? I jumped yeah, out well, of planes for these guys. Right. We're going to start this company, the three amigos, George, Dale, and Leo. Yeah, GDL. I would not be surprised at all if he did that whole broadcaster thing on purpose. Maybe. Leo goes. Yep. Dale goes. Does Leo, was he still in the company? When you say goes, you mean... He was working on guitars the last day of his life. Is that true? That is true. In fact, he had this old kind of like grandpa style office slash shop with all the old oscilloscopes and piles of magazines and all kind of like pictures. What like kind of magazines? Girly magazines. Probably. Okay, cool. Picture like grandpa's shop. Yeah. They left it exactly as it was. You can go to GNL today, mm -hmm. take a tour and see Leo's office left exactly the way it was on the day he died. Yeah, so GNL, all yeah. those guys are gone. Phyllis Fender, Leo's widow, she's still with us. Just came out with a book about Leo. How long were they married? Not long. Leo was married once before, and then uh, his wife died. And okay. so Phyllis was his second wife. Second wife. Our man George set them up. <sighs> it's and lovely. You told me a story about fucking Les Paul getting the divorce and hiding funds. Yep. Allegedly. Yep. Leo, till death do us part. Yep. I love it. That's his deal. Fender is a champion. I love that guy. Phyllis, after Leo goes, hands the company over to BBE Electronics. You might know them from... Uh, what do know, I know them from? Various pieces of rack gear. They make some pedals. Uh, Leo had a relationship with the BBE guy. Liked him, trusted him, and apparently left word with Phyllis. When I kick, I'd be okay with BBE owning GNL. Okay. Go Phyllis. We're super into Leo Fender. He's yep. a good guy. And that, as I say, is that. That is the GNL guitar, Ed. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was real good. Hey, John, where can people find us? Well, yeah, you can go to our website, thehighgain.com. Oh, cool. Where else? Uh, you can go to Facebook, okay. The High Gain. Where else? Instagram. Okay. Yep, iTunes. Okay. Stitcher. Okay. Anywhere you get your podcasts, go do that. Did you say Instagram? I did now. Okay. Instagram. Great. Uh, what if people want to mail us? Uh, pod at gmail.com. That'll be great. Yeah. Tell we look us. forward to hearing from you, assholes.